From the studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Let me welcome you back to the Cannabis Podcast. This is episode 132. Perhaps this is your very first visit. Well, if it is, I'm excited by your curiosity, and I hope that curiosity will be rewarded by some great information about cannabis you're going to find in the next 30 or 40 minutes. Before we get started, let me remind you this program is intended only for those 19 or older in your jurisdiction, and is intended purely for entertainment and perhaps educational purposes. You should always consume your cannabis responsibly. This episode, we're going to spend some time with friends. I hit the road. I literally take a visit to Smoker Farms and have a chance to sit down for a conversation with Jeff and Sherry Aubin to catch up on their story. You may remember their story. We first introduced you to Jeff and Sherry back in episode 71 when we had our first interview with the folks at Smoker Farms. I also have a couple of stories from two of my favorite sources. A look at what I think is stigma within a Statistics Canada report. That from my buddy David Wiley at TheOunce.ca. And another source that I hope to meet one day, David Brown from StratCan.com. And he has a story on Health Canada THC inspections. Plus, since we're doing a little reminiscing, why don't we do a replay? of my Smoker Farms Cultivar Corner on Master Kush Ultra. All of that and more on episode 132 of the Cannabis Podcast. And let me give a shout out to any new listeners who may be along for the ride. I know some of you may have joined when you saw a tweet from my buddy Jeff Aubin, who put a video out on Instagram just before we started our interview at Smoker Farms. And that is one of our features on the show today. So thank you if you are along for the ride new. I hope you're enjoying the ride, and I hope you continue to. I also want to give a shout-out to an old friend who's still along for the ride. Thanks to Rob, whose story of cannabis we have shared had a tremendous impact on his life. Rob is still around. In fact, he's doing fabulously. He sent me a note to tell me that, and I want to thank Rob for buying me some more doobies. I appreciate it, Rob. Always do. Thanks as well to Kevin and Jordana for support at buymeacoffee.com slash cannabispodcast. And thanks to my patrons, Tony, Roger, Justin, and the aforementioned Rob. You can find the links to all of those support pieces when you're on the show page up in the top right. I truly do appreciate your support. Now let's get to our first story. And for that, we are going to theounce.ca and a story written by my buddy David Wiley. Cannabis is the poor person's intoxicant, according to this year's Health of Canadians report. Compiled by the federal government's Bean County Department, Statistics Canada, the 60-page Health of Canadians Federal Government Report made public this week looks at the broader factors that affect our health. The percentage of daily or almost daily cannabis use and current smoking was higher among people with lower incomes, unlike heavy drinking, which was greater among people with higher incomes, says the report's authors. Health of Canadians provides an overview of the state of health in this country, using the most recent data for health indicators in broad areas, including cannabis use. It's one of the tools used to understand the health of the population and to inform health-promoting policies, evaluate health care performance, and ensure Canadians have a good quality of life. Who's using cannabis in Canada? According to the report, 5.5% of Canadians aged 12 and older reported in 2021 using cannabis daily or almost daily, five or more days per week, a percentage that has stayed stable since 2019. And if I can just put a bit of a sidebar to that, Canadian aged 12 and older? I find that a little surprising. End of sidebar. Daily or almost daily cannabis use was reported more often by men and women aged 18 to 34. It was also reported more often by bisexual or pansexual Canadians, 15.7%, compared with heterosexual Canadians of 5.3%. 
Cannabis use was higher than the national average in some Atlantic provinces, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick, as well as Alberta. Almost all are considered addicted by StatsCan. The report says 4.7% of the 5.5% of past-year cannabis consumers had what's considered impaired control over their use of cannabis. Daily or almost daily use of cannabis is strongly associated with adverse health outcomes, particularly related to mental health, the report says. Several characteristics independently increase the likelihood of having impaired cannabis control, including being male, being aged 18 to 24, being from a lower-income household, being single or never married, having been diagnosed with anxiety or a mood disorder, or having first tried cannabis at age 15 or younger, it says. Monitoring the number of Canadians at risk of developing a cannabis addiction is important, as addiction can harm health and negatively affect school performance, work, and financial well-being. What's missing from this report? StatsCan took a cynical look at how cannabis affects Canadian health in this report. Missing from the statistical picture are the benefits, especially the medical aspects of cannabis. Hundreds of thousands of Canadians use cannabis to ease pain, restore appetite, and overall improve their quality of life. Interesting article from David Wiley at TheOunce.ca, and I don't know why I'm surprised that a StatsCan report is taking a rather negative approach uh, in determining our cannabis using in the country. And and as I mentioned in the introduction, I think that seems like another example of stigma against cannabis to me. Do you think that's ever going to change? From the cannabis-infused studio in the clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. And we actually moved the cannabis-infused studio to a different location. <laughs> Back in episode 77... I introduced you to Jeff and Sherry Aubin from Smoker Farms, the creators of Master Kush Ultra. And in the ensuing years, we've become pretty good friends. They visited the store a lot, and I really enjoy both of them and enjoy talking with them. I decided it was time to take a visit, so I drove out to Smoker Farms, got a fabulous tour of the facility, and had an opportunity to sit down for a great conversation with Jeff and Sherry. I think you're going to enjoy it. Well, here I am. I am on Smoker Road. And in fact, that's going to be my first question to Jeff Aubin. I'm here with Jeff and his wife, Sherry, at their fabulous facility here at Smoker Farms. What came first, the road or the farm? <laughs> well, uh, hey there, hey there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the farm did not come first. Uh, so we've learned that uh, Smoker was uh, the, the person that I bought the property off of. One of his workers was an employee. He helped punch in the roads on Smoker Road and Taylor Road. Okay. His name is Art Smoker. Oh, there it is. Okay. So there it's you not go. me that named the road, but I'd love to take the credit, but I cannot do that. <laughs> well, that seemed very serendipitous that Smoker Farms existed on Smoker Road. <laughs> coming out here. So we just took a tour of the facility. Yes. You've been doing this for a few years now. When we last spoke on the podcast, there was uh, some uncertainty of, of where things were going and and, and that challenge that was facing you still got the challenges, but where are things now? Yeah, so when we talked to you, this was <laughs> quite a while ago. We were we had no idea what we've kind of gotten ourselves into. Uh, it was a whole new world to us. Health Canada expected we knew how to run a facility. We knew how to be business people. Yeah, no, we didn't. Um, so there was a lot of unexpected challenges. A lot they of were, learning along the way. Learning, <laughs> that there was. Uh, financial challenges were there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everything hit us pretty hard at the beginning. Just, we had to we had to find our spot, basically. I didn't release it with my mask or shelter right out of the gate, which 
really was problematic because the strain I released was uh, low 20s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it didn't garner attention because at the time everybody wanted, it's got to be 25% plus or it's not going to be uh, worthy. But I kept waiting and waiting. And so once the Master Ultra got released, uh, it changed our lives. It did. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's very slow. Uh, over-regulation, over-taxation, it's, it's the biggest problem that all of us micros face. I bet it and is. Actually, anybody in the cannabis industry, yeah. man, we're taxed at such an unfair level man it makes no sense uh it's it's hard to survive well it's tough to make any gains you're just existing really you're yeah. existing yeah. If, if the system is the way it is right now yeah uh in five ten in ten years we'll, we'll be working for the rest of our lives we'll never get to retire because there's just not going to be enough money man so taxes have eaten too much of it away taxes so that so that takes away the, the, your mojo a little bit in the industry I bet it does, right? you know what i love cannabis it's part of my life i've been doing this for 29 years now i'm I, I just can't stop. There's no other dream that I want to pursue. Well, we're all in at this point. We're all yeah, in. Yeah, you, you're kind of stuck There's with really what no you got now, aren't you? We're, we're all in, man. There's no changes, man. We're going to continue knocking it out of the park with one strain, Mastica Shaltra, uh, because we can at this point. We're, 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 we're so thankful that it's got such good response all over the country, man. We get messages all the time that it's, you know, the greatest weed I've ever smoked. In the legal and the black market, we just get so much positive response from it. So it's amazing how people will take the time out of their day just to say how amazing it is. That and is so cool. They're yeah. so grateful. I'm like, oh, well, I'm grateful to you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I never get sick of it. It's never of lost on me. I respond to almost every single yes, person. you do. That yeah. that yeah. says anything nice about us or our products, man. I, Good for you. I'm, I'm thrilled by it, man. He's never... on there a bit too much, if I don't <laughs> mind saying so. Instagram and Twitter take up a significant amount of my day. Uh, or you, I always got to thank the day before the next day going what am i going to post tomorrow okay. what i want to post later in the week but i want to make it i want to make it natural i don't want to script things because i'm not really into that that much no. but it's still plan. a challenge some days you don't feel great maybe you're hung over <laughs> uh and it's like okay better get, get, get <laughs> gotta, do it gotta do some instagram yeah i mean <laughs> and, and we've chatted about this honestly from my opinion one of the reasons why your instagram works the way it does is because you are you you're, you're authentic. You're not trying to be somebody else. And, <laughs> and in today's world, that's a real bonus. So. Yeah, I... I you oh, know, everything's real about us. We, there, there's no covering anything. There's no covering, this man. This is us. If, if a duck's a duck, I'm going to say a duck's a duck. I don't really <laughs> hold back on many things. But yeah, no, I know. I, hey, when we started this, obviously, being a black market uh, drug dealer like I was, there was no Instagram, there's no Twitter, there was no social media. Nope, so nothing. Now being on social media, I, I never thought it would have turned into this. The, I'm the hey there, hey there guy. Yeah. I'm showing everybody what we do in the room. But it just, it slowly uh, went this way. Uh, with really the inspiration, I have to say, it's got to be Benny Sativa. Okay. Benny Sativa, <laughs> the, him and uh, dopest mom ever, uh, Matt and Brady. Sparrow, they, they sculpted you. They came here and they did a little, they did an interview, some filming and stuff. And they really, Matt helped mold me into what I'm doing today. Okay. Uh, so w- without his help, man, I don't know if my Instagram presence would be as big as it is now, but I, I hey, I'm very thankful, but there's a lot of learning on the way, obviously. Well, of course there is. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and you've just gotten more comfortable doing it too. Like when we oh, look back sure. at some of the old ones, it's like, <laughs> oh dear. You've come a long way. Oh, I look so awkward, man. Now I'm just staring at my phone and I'm saying something into it. And yeah. it's, it's easy for me now. But again, I'm trying to sell us, yes, uh, our, our products and who we are. But I want to show everybody what we're doing as well. So it's easy to talk about yourself. It is, always. If if your back's against the wall a little bit and you gotta you got to sell yourself yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely do. I want everybody to know our story, man. We're, we're not rich people. We didn't come from any of that. 
No, and 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 what a story, and and what a product, and what a what a domain you've <laughs> built out here. I I just as soon as I drove into the facility, I thought, wow, this is this is so cool. First of all, to be to be back in the mountains. I'm, I'm a Kootenai boy, so right I love on. being in the mountains. Very nice to be here, and then ah. to see what you've built. Well, first of all, your home pretty pretty comfortable. Yes, your, your thank space you. here is pretty darn nice. We're very we're, happy. There's we're that. very blessed. We, yeah, like, absolutely. We, yeah, we say it's like about money and hardships and uh, but overall like the stuff that we we have are we yeah. are blessed the, oh we, the views, yeah. we the are home blessed. the facility everything percent oh, we are man yeah, when, you I, are. when i started this property uh i had an incident the black market that i had to uh, i was a hidden partner and i had to walk away from it so i bought this property she never even seen the property <laughs> uh, i was working but, but, I, but i found a mobile home for five grand i can move on to the property and i had to continue growing weed Mm -hmm. I was an hour out of Kelowna, but I went, what the hell? I got to try to pull this off. And we punched the road in here. There wasn't even a road down there. There was nothing down here, man. We brought the power lines in, the water lines in. We did all of this, man. There's so much of my blood, sweat, and tears on this property. Oh, yes. So it means so much to us. But we're on our own little paradise here, man. Well, uh, you sure are. (laughs) It's it's such a great lifestyle. The community of Carmi, Beaverdale, such amazing, great people. People would do anything to come help us if, if we requested yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're, we're very blessed. Mm-hmm. We're very thrilled. We are. And, and when it, when it comes time to do the work on the farm, you must be helping out the economy of of the local area too. I do employ. Uh, we have about seven or eight employees in the community. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we pay them very fairly, man, a fair wage. Uh, and well, they, it's not consistent work either. So not, we it, want to make sure that they want to keep to keep coming back and do it. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. So I pay them a good wage. We pay them a good wage, and they they drop things if they have to to accommodate us, but. I give everybody a lot of lead time to do it, but nice. we all work in there. We're plucking leaves, we're trimming, whatever, and there's so much laughing that's going on. The music's cranked. The music's so, cranked, yeah. So, yeah, so, so we're having a pretty good time. But we're working, but it's a great work environment, it, I well, have isn't to it, say. Though? It is, man. Isn't everybody it, says they love to work here, so we're, <laughs> yeah. we're thrilled by that, that we create something, a little a little boost for the economy. But in, in this, you got to understand, uh, this, this community that we're in, this was some of the biggest dope-growing community people here for years mom and pop things everywhere uh almost every single second house here grew <laughs> but now with legalization uh it's what a province eh? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so ingrained in this community um so i'm happy that some of these guys that have all this experience in the in the community they can come to help us and yeah. we mentioned there is we have 250 to 300 years of experience between uh, about seven or eight of us, man. So there's a lot. That's a lot of hands on experience, man. <laughs> Do you miss anything from the black market days? Uh, uh, well, there was more money, obviously, because we weren't taxed <laughs> sure, to death. Sure, I guess that's um, a real big factor, but, isn't it? Uh, but no, you know, I don't miss not, I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore. So yeah. there's a lot Certainty to be said of for that. So many factors yeah, in that the market. Security is a heck of a lot better. Yeah. Security is better, but you, you get to a point in your life, you know, for me, it was in the cannabis industry. I'm like, you know what? I was losing passion. I didn't want to lose everything that I had to continue growing, to not make much money, mm-hmm. even survive mm-hmm. or travel. So I was like, I, I was out of, if, if this micro licensing didn't come for us, we were done. Mm-hmm. I was going to. Figured out I was going to get a job, retrain. I looked at going up north, wow. driving big dump trucks, whatever I had to do, man, to to survive. Because yeah, I lost interest in it. So, but you know what? I I don't miss the black market. It got to me where I am. I, I'm I'm pretty happy. It gave me all the skills I needed to survive in this industry. Because if you come in this industry just with money, thinking you're going to grow weed, you don't no. have that knowledge behind you. You don't know how to read a plant. <laughs> you're pretty much screwed, man. Absolutely. Uh, you will there, are, there are some things challenges. you cannot teach, and that's 
something that's just a learned skill over the years. And you've Absolutely. always been very good it at it. I, I can it walk is. into a room. Uh, the one time I had a dry plant, I walk in that room. I smelled it within five seconds. I'm like, there's a dry plant here. I know something's going on. Something's not right. <laughs> something's different. So that's the... <laughs> That's the skill you learn as, as as a grower over the years, man. Well, and I got a sense of that as as we just did a tour of your facility, and wow, was <laughs> I ever impressed? I've never been. First of all, I've never been in rooms with that much cannabis <laughs> live and growing at any one time. So that was right a pretty on. cool environment. Oh, that's awesome! But, but obviously, you've you've got some skills, some knowledge that, that you're bringing into this to grow your master Kush Ultra. What are the kind of the things that you? are able to do now that you weren't able to do back in the in the black market days well the black market days i i i did it pretty simply i tried all the different styles of growing soil was the easiest i would come up here only every two days when i lived in Kelowna to do my watering schedule and stuff so i couldn't do something risky like hydroponics it was just too much risk involved so with the legalization what enabled me to do is well spend all of our money on all this fancy equipment (laughs) but it made me able to get some fancy equipment to bring science into the picture a little bit a grower can think he has the greatest talents in the world but you need to embrace a little bit of science uh to pull it off i know how to read plants very well i can tell when things aren't right but yeah i guess the science is kind of the the biggest thing the biggest difference for you mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. you're doing it, it, it really is yeah yeah did you agree? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and in fact, that's when when we did our first interview. You were you were still just kind of on the peripheral. You hadn't <laughs> hadn't jumped in with with both feet. No, as I, I as had I not. No, now. I I am now in full both feet. Yeah, and you sure are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped working mid January and okay, yay, well done. Yes, you. excellent. That was the happiest well, day of working my life. It was. Away from here, now I think I've taken on way more than I had before. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're, it didn't. It's not that you stopped working. No, it's just a you different work now. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not getting paid for this now work. She's not getting paid. <laughs> it's to get paid for that, that work. Too. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm in full force and yeah, I've taken on all of the book stuff, bookkeeping nice. and yeah. the reporting and. I wouldn't have time to do both things now. I, yeah, I'm in there all, all in. <laughs> without, without her, and I've said this countless times, without her, uh, there's no smoker farms. Yeah, There's no Mascash Ultra. Yeah. There's no Triple train rack. There's no nothing because I can grow weed and that's fine. But for us to be able to go through all the regulatory processes and document what I'm doing, huh. we, we can't do it. So she's such a vital part of uh, the I business. Bet. She, she oh, really is, you. man. Yeah. Um, and like I said, <laughs> Happiest day of my life when she, I I talked her into finally quitting that <laughs> that that job and she could just work for us and nice. hey, we, we we didn't know if it was gonna work but yeah it is it is working man. well that's, thankfully that's why I hung on so long because I needed to see I'm like I'm not giving that up until I know this is gonna be even at that though I was a little skeptical but I'm like all right I guess yeah it's time okay <laughs> well and and I think that's one of the things that most people who smoke weed go into their store and, and buy their weed and go home and smoke it have no idea of what you have to do in terms of mm, reporting yes. <laughs> what's going on at this organization. Oh, it's crazy. Every every leaf every we day pluck is crazy. <laughs> every scrap, every piece of stock we cut off, everything has to be weighed. And yep. the, the yep. lady ladies were here uh, this summer and sitting actually right over there and I told her I said, you know, the system makes me feel like a criminal. Yeah, exactly. There's no <laughs> trust here. I still can't go to the United States because I'm a legal cannabis grower. That's a whole other issue, but but there's no trust between Health Canada and the CRA. I have to weigh every goddamn thing, yeah. man. It, it drives you nuts sometimes. Like, really, man? Like, 
is this that important to weigh? But they want to make sure I'm not selling weed out the back out door. Out the back but. door. And that's what they're always, the same thing with the retailers. You know, that's the thing. Like the if same. we put something out for display, we have to, to destroy it on a camera to, yeah. to ensure that it was not sold out the back door. Like Ugh. That's ridiculous. It's insane. Man. It it's, is. It really is. You know, like, I, give us some credit here. We actually do want to make this a viable industry. Well, and yeah. that's the thing. That there has to be some recognition that those who are in it are in it for that fact, yes. make it a viable industry, cut all the bullshit out yeah. and, and let's get down to it. That was another thing that I wanted to ask you about. And that was when you uh, had some warning from Health Canada in regards to the videos and, and, yeah. and what so, you were doing. Uh, what, so, what's that all about? So what's the story behind that? Apparently, you another uh, exciting thing that just happens <laughs> to crop up. You think, oh, we're almost done now. Okay, that and that. And then it's like, oh, now we have to do that. Okay, <laughs> next. <laughs> But I, but I turned it around into something comical, funny, and uh, what I could do. So <laughs> I, apparently I have a target on my back, uh, which whatever. Um, yes. I, two, two separate people on Twitter uh, reported me to Health Canada, which it's not an easy process to report, but they went out <laughs> of their way isn't. to report uh, that my hair was un, uh, unfettered, whatever. I didn't have a hairnet on it. You didn't have on. And that I was wearing jewelry. So the woman interviews us on the phone and... She's from, going on and Health on. Canada. I'm from Health Canada. I'm like, hold on, because she asked me a bunch of jewelry questions. I'm like, hold on, are you talking about the giant necklace that I always wear? And she chuckles a little bit, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so, let's, so let's get let's, to the bottom of it. No, she wouldn't tell me who. She, all she would tell me is there's been two separate reports. Wow. Both and I'm the like, jewelry and the hair, and the hair in and the like, room. Okay. And no PPE. So, so, so now, so now what we did. We, I, I, I was, I was. A little pissed going, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I bet you were. Really people. Well, to her suggestion, bad. though, as well, don't forget. She says, well, if you have it documented that there's no risk, then you go right ahead. And we're like, all righty then. So then we created <laughs> uh, an SOP. I now have the... Uh, hair hair and it? jewelry SOP for, what is it? You're, you're the social liaison. I'm the, I'm the social media liaison. <laughs> and that's the standard operating farms. procedure for that. And I have a hair and jewelry <laughs> SOP, which allows me to... Have film my hair. In the room. <laughs> film in the room without a hair. Because, hey, I got I got moose and uh, hairspray on this bad boy, man. You put a five pound weight on this thing; it's not going to move much. We have reviewed so. this, and it does not uh, oh. have any potential risk to the cannabis plants. Oh, that and, is hilarious. Uh, we had a, the Health Canada lady and us had a little bit of a chuckle about it too because oh, it was that much of a joke. But, but I whatever felt bad had, for the lady they, they having follow to follow up. up, probably going, "Really, this is what I'm doing today? Oh my goodness!" But it's like, okay, whatever. But so. So that, no, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think some other people got a hair and, uh, and jewelry <laughs> SOP. Kirk Tuso was talking about it as well. <laughs> he, had, he had all the PPN on after we did that uh, thing. Yes, but. anybody, a few people had a good chuckle about it anyway. But, hey, what are you going to throw at me, man? Oh, we'll deal with it. We have to. We will write an SOP. Great. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> very, very there cool. There doesn't have I love to be that. haters, man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's not going to stop. That's how you know you're doing well, though, if you've got haters. Yeah, absolutely. That's what people absolutely. say. Absolutely, right? yeah. And and I, I actually covered this on the last episode that there are some cannabis companies snitching on other cannabis companies yeah. as, yep. as as part of their strategies as well, which is just to get ahead. Just that just ticks you off in, yeah. in the first place. But let's not let's not go there. Let, let's yeah, pick, let's that's pick, a whole other. Let's pick on the small little micro guys that are struggling to make a living. Let's yeah, try to exactly. Knock them down, eh? like, exactly. Come on, man, but. So let's talk about the success that you've had since the last time that, that we spoke in this. You've, you've, you've got the Smoker Farms brand now. We are uh, branded. Doing uh, some really nice work with that. I love the look of the brand. Uh, the pre-rolls are out. They're having lots of fun. Yeah, so give us the story. How, how has it gone and, and what's brought you to here? 
Uh, well, yeah. So, yeah, we started out with BC Black about three years ago. Uh, we're into their brand at the time, um, which worked for a while. Then mm-hmm. now we've uh, well, and to their suggestion as well. It, it, it was it was yeah. uh, Ben and Janine's that suggestion we that we should brand, brand out and be our own brand. So I, I was thrilled by it because I thought we had enough to pull it off as well. Uh, I think we had enough following all over the country that we could pull this off. Um, so yeah, we branded yeah. out. Picked our bag color, picked our logo color, and yeah, everybody seems to be really gravitating towards it. Yeah, it's, it's a it. nice look. So the so yeah, we had the ultimate we started with, then yeah. the Masker Shelter came into the scene, uh, then the Triple Mick Trainwrecker Sativa, we did some runs of that. Um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. But mm-hmm. we're, we're, I'm continuing with the Masker Shelter exclusively, but I'm still going to I'm still gonna do some more of the uh, Triple Mick Trainwreck. Because it was such a hit with a lot of people. And so when you do release. that, then that room that I was in today, that would be triple mint and and not. I would Master do Clash. I would do the whole room yeah. uh, in that okay. instead of Masker's Ultra, yeah. which is which is problematic because Masker's Ultra is such a everybody such, wants. That. It's such a big seller for us. Uh, we our vault is is empty of it, so to bring another strain into it, we may not have the same sell through. It's a little complicated for us, but. But we'll, 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 we'll see. I, I have to figure some stuff out. But I do believe we will do, like the wife said, a limited release of it here and there um, because there is there is some demand for it. There is. Excellent. And that was a couple of the mothers that I saw. Yes, a couple of the little well. mothers that I'm just holding on to in uh, in my little room there just to, just when I need them next. So it takes a little from, from that point to when I'm going to use them. It would take me a month or so. Gotcha. Because they're just small little plants. I'll have to grow them out into a mother so I can cut enough clones off them and uh, fill the whole room, which... Yeah, like we alluded to earlier, I cut my own clones. Yeah, and that and that's where I was going to go next because I think that's one <laughs> of the reasons why um, Master Kush Ultra is so popular. Be not only because of the flower, but the guy behind it, and and what you do. So you, everything is done internally. There's nothing outside. Everything's done in house, man. I can't let this Master Shelter strain out of my hands because if I do, yeah, somebody's <laughs> going to steal it, and then. I'm not going to have Master Shelter. Yeah, and so, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. But you know, I, I'm an old school grower, man. I should be able to cut my own clones. I should be able to start and finish in that building without anybody's help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's my job. That's what I believe I should be able to do. So I don't need clone companies it to supply me with clones. It saves us a lot of money what you do, though, too. It saves us a lot of money. Uh, I the bet clone, it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's clone companies out there, and, and clones aren't cheap, man. Yeah. To refresh your room with a batch of clones, man, it's it could be thousands of dollars. So I bet. To be able to do it in-house by yourself to save cost and yeah. to know you're, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Because you know there's not going to be no delay as long yeah. as you plan your stuff accordingly going, okay, I need clones in two weeks. I make sure I cut them by this day. Bam, your clones are ready. There's no, well, sorry, we can't ship to you. There's a there's a fire or there's a flood somewhere. When it's in okay. your own hands, you can control your destiny <laughs> And a you have the more. right amount because you know how many you're going to you need. you always have yeah. the right amount. So yeah. it's just, it's depending on less people to pull this off is, yeah. what, is yeah. what I do. But I guess it's control. <laughs> Damn, do you control have a word. control issue? No, control is an issue for everybody. I did not but know if it's that. my way, it's the right way. But I'm being hey. sarcastic if thoughts if it's but, not being picked I, up. It is no. But we, we had, no if it's people, not being picked up, it was. Sure. A lot of people on the journey. I thought I knew what I was doing. A lot of people alluded to the fact that uh, maybe not. Maybe you need to make some changes, and I listened to them You've begrudgingly. So, yes. so I made the necessary changes to pull it off. We uh, can all have our ego bruised every once in a while when, yeah, we when we're good at something. But but if we take that 
well-intended feedback and we do something, which you have obviously done. I have. Then you end up with a pretty good product that you've got. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. I listen to a lot of people to get to where I'm at, man. Uh, to get to this journey, there's so many people along the way. Uh, Craft yeah. Depot. Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy helped us. He helped us with so many questions at the beginning of this. Yeah. Pointed me in the right direction, but we never ended up working together because my cannabis wasn't uh, strong enough right out of the gate. So. Okay. Okay. That kind of that always bothered me, man. I really thought he was a great guy, but just another guy that that helped us to get yeah. to where we're oh, at. Oh, we've man. had so so much so help many. along the way. Yeah, we've had such good, uh, oh, such good things. Well, with people, and just people helping us, knowing we're struggling and various things happen, and you just recognize, oh, you do care about us. Thank you. Do we look that weak and pathetic? <laughs> oh, are we that pathetic? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, we've been off a lot more than we could chew or afford at the start of this journey. I bet you did, yeah. We came close to having to walk away from the whole thing uh, a couple times. So we're, we're very thrilled to be where we're at now. Man. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not cheap to do this. And, and, and so what not. is the delay in getting paid? How long do you have to wait to get money when you sell your cannabis? Well, every oh. province is different, but realistically, it's two to four weeks, six weeks. Yeah, yeah, two to six. Uh, two it's, to six. Easy, it's easy. It's easy to say a month. Uh, we we get paid faster through direct delivery. We get paid That's faster, yeah, much yeah. better. And how is direct delivery going for you? It's, I think it's going pretty well. I think, I think it's that's going okay. kind of the dribs and drops of stuff that we see in between the bigger yeah. amounts coming yeah, I in. I bet. So it it. I think it helps kind of balance everything else. You're not waiting for the government entities to pay. It's a quicker turnaround. Yes, yes I bet. But what? everything moves very slowly in the cannabis mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. There's nothing that's at, yeah, don't, don't, if you're in a hurry, man, this is the wrong industry because you got to <laughs> learn to be very patient and wait it out. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the first, when we first started this, our first yeah. prop, we never got a paycheck for maybe five, six months and, you're freaking out going, I bet you were. What the hell is going on? How can this happen? But but I hear other people at the start of their journey, it's the same. It just takes you so long to to get your foot in the door and to wedge it in there before you But we didn't have anybody to ask because we were kind of at the beginning of it. Well, sure, you were the leaders kind of. to ask anything. So, so many (laughs) times I would have loved to have asked somebody something. (laughs) You had to figure it out on your own. No, man. We did, and it cost, that cost money because it's like, Oh, we didn't need that. Oh, that was a waste of money. <laughs> yeah, we bought too much of that. Yeah, or, and why yeah. did we do that? We didn't need that either. We made some mistakes <laughs> along the way, but nobody knew the right information no. to tell us again. We were so early in the industry. Even I, it took me two months to find out what kind of metal or what I was going to treatment on my walls for my rooms. <laughs> nobody would tell me, man. Like Wow. But my buddy, my buddy Rod Gruber from the metal shop in Vancouver, he designed it all. He, and he did. built it. All that fancy metal in that room. Yeah. That's all his handwork. And Very cool. We, uh... We and all our friends, man, we spent seven days putting we it all up in the ourselves. facility, man. It was wow. a it was a hell of a journey to, to get that done. That was a sheet metal a above our heads drilling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> well, it's quite the operation you have built. It's uh, I was very impressed in the tour that you gave me. The I appreciate. Well, that. thank the, you. The, we were happy to have you. Yeah, it was it was just lovely. I, I had a fabulous time. I got lots of pictures. I was, I was told to come back with lots of pictures so that I can not only prove that I was here, but people can see what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. If if the, somebody's listening that can make a difference, can change something to make your life better as a grower of cannabis in the current industry, what would it be? Ooh. Huh. That's such a vast question. It is a vast question. <laughs> you can take a small portion of that if you want. Sometimes I ask too big a question. Mm. 
Would maybe less regulation if we could have one person that could control something like that? How about that? Well, less obviously less regulation, <laughs> less less taxation would be the that too. Yes, the yes. biggest. That's 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 really in the that business. That would be two people though. Yes. <laughs> but, that's, but that's but that's the biggest stumbling. Block that's your biggest for, challenge, uh, isn't it? For for all micros, it's it's yeah. when you do the numbers, you do the math on it. It's almost fifty plus percent of tax dollars we're, we're paying, man. The excise tax of a dollar a gram still absolutely ludicrous yeah. when they when they judge that on ten dollars a gram. Uh, how many years ago? Absolutely. Like, like, did we ever get there? No, their numbers were completely <laughs> no, off for their calculations. So it's time to redo them. Some bean that. counter decided that yeah. it was going to be $10 a gram as, as the average. And, like, and it works really? great for them, but for us... Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> we, will, we will all struggle, man. And yeah. uh, at the end we're all farmers, man, just trying to make a living. We're not trying to drive Ferraris. Uh, you know, yeah. we're just trying to yeah. make a solid living for our families. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, hopefully it will get better. So... We're hoping. We hope. There are a lot of... Uh, Bud tenders that listen to the show, and I know you speak with a lot of bud tenders when you're out talking about Master Kush Ultra. Yes, what's your we do. What's your word for the retail audience out there? How can they How can they help? Well, my you? first my first was thank you for all that they do because they are our biggest sellers of our product. Oh, 100 percent, they are, man. If it, yeah, any bud tenders ever talked about our Master Kush Ultra or helped uh, sell our product or feature our product, man, we're absolutely beyond thrilled by that. Uh, I hope you watch our Instagram. I hope. Hope you hear our story or know our story a little bit because yeah. if you know our story, I think it makes our, our cannabis so much easier to, to promote and sell. Yep, it does. Um, because as you alluded to before, we're we're as, as authentic as we can be. Yes, and yeah. yeah, if you have questions or anything or reach out to us, like we're always happy to talk to anybody. Really, yeah. like we we know we know that we have to work together to to make this happen. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but but tenders are a huge part. I know absolutely. when we first started the journey, we went to some stores. Kind of asked for the manager, but we went. No, oh, no, no. It was. It, it was, took. A it was you that alluded to the, the fact that hey, let's. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who the manager selling is. Our weed, exactly. man. So <laughs> let's make sure we really spend some time getting to know the butters and talking to them. Yeah. So that's vitally important for us now. Because yeah, I didn't want to disregard them because their job is just as important. So. Well, they're the they're the yes, they're the ones selling our product. They're speaking to more of the customers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. They are. They're the ones that 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 end transact with a the customer. They're the ones that do that. Yeah. It's not always the manager that's in the background. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, we've, so we we love all you bud tenders. Thank you yes, so much, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. I don't want you to think that it might have had something to do with the fact that we smoked some cannabis before doing the interview. Ask a shelter. But <laughs> it might have. Because <laughs> here I was putting the equipment away, and I turned to Jeff, and I said, oh, I forgot to ask you about the vapes. <laughs> so... Jeff, <laughs> that's obviously something new with uh, Smoker Farms. So coming out with some vapes. Yeah, man, we've been working on these vapes now for for quite a while. We're working with Jay from Gorilla Gardens in uh, Alberta, Okotoks. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, we uh, yeah, we, we're going to collaborate on this on this project. So he is uh, he has I don't know he has three or four thousand grams right now. Okay, uh, we're just waiting for the final test results to get through. Right. Uh, and we are going to be releasing vapes very, very soon. So nice. now, if our flower is hard to find because it sells out quickly at some places, yeah. you can always go buy a vape cart, and you can have masker shelter in your pocket for as long as you want uh, <laughs> until you well, until you run out and you got to buy another one, obviously. But, so it it, it's full spectrum vapes. Uh, nice. We're very, very excited about it. Uh, we're also excited about releasing uh, 
seven gram formats now. Oh, nice. Of Masquerish Ultra. Excellent. Uh, it's been released in Ontario. Uh, I believe we're doing it in BC here right away. And there may even be 14 grams that are going to be possible. Uh, nice. Our five packs of uh, Masquerish Ultra pre-rolls, half grammers. Yeah. But chongers are coming. One grammers are coming. Well done. So that Good. is just what everybody needs. One gram of Masquerish Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some, those are some great <laughs> some innovations. Some people need it. I get it. Good. And, and I'm glad to hear about the seven gram format and the 14 gram format too. Those are, those are markets that are widening and, and becoming much more popular. They are. The 3.5 market kind of is dying off. It is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and I get it. You know, you want to go to a store, you want to have more than four or five joints out of a yeah. little uh, bag. So you yeah. want. You want more, and I get it. Yeah, exactly. You so get cool. more, people. I'm glad to hear that the vapes are coming on and some different formats in the flower. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. The, the vapes is such a game changer for us because it's all our trimming, waste material. Uh, and again, we got the right guy, I believe, Jay yeah. from uh, Gorilla Gardens, man. And uh, Benny Sativa's on the team. He's going to be helping us promote it. So nice. can't wait to see what we're going to come up with. We'll try to disrupt the industry just a little tiny bit for a little micro. Excellent. Glad to hear. And and again, there's just proof that even though you're stoned, it doesn't mean you can forget everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I am very high. <laughs> well, I have had a blast. It's, we have it, too. It, it's been fun coming out and seeing your facility. I've wanted to do it for a while. I really enjoyed the tour. That's awesome. just going to roll around in my brain for a while. Yes, you uh, had some good questions. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. No, for sure. No, we, we had a blast, man. You're, yes. you're a great guy, and we, we love supporting you, man. And uh, Very grateful for you to come out. Your podcast is just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We promote it whenever we can. Well, I appreciate that, too. Thank you for having me as a guest today. It was, it was my pleasure to be here. Thank you for wanting to. Yeah, and, yeah uh, absolutely. And all the best to Smoker Farms on Smoker Road. And let's hope the rest of the year is a fabulous one for you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much, man. We so we're, too. <laughs> uh, we're hoping that we just continue at the pace we're going and uh, we, our consistency continues, which yeah. is what I thrive for every single day. Yeah. Consistent, uh, happy cannabis. And that's, and that's what we do. <laughs> and it we're is always very, happy. It is very happy cannabis. Let me tell you. <laughs> My eyes are happy. <laughs> Excellent. You guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank right you. On, Gary. You too, Gary. Love you, man. Sharing stories about good weed while trying good weed. This is the Cannabis Podcast. And for our next story, it is by David Brown from StratCan.com. Health Canada has conducted more than two dozen inspections of cannabis producers this year for the purpose of verifying the THC levels of cannabis products. All products inspected thus far were found to be compliant. In response to a media request from StratCan, a representative from the Federal Health Authority says they have conducted 28 targeted inspections and three compliance verifications of federal cannabis license holders. License holders with several high THC products, greater than 25% THC, in the retail market were selected for the targeted inspections. The additional three compliance verifications were those associated with an external complaint. So far, 27 of those reports were found to be compliant, and the results from another four are still pending. The issue of high THC products, primarily cannabis flower, is contentious in the cannabis industry. While research often shows that the THC percentage in most cannabis flower is in the high teens to low 20s, increasingly many cannabis flowers on the market advertise having well over 30% THC, something considered statistically improbable but not impossible. Such instances have prompted many in the industry, from labs to producers, consumers and retailers, to call on the federal and even provincial governments to do more to ensure the THC levels reported on labels are accurate. 
Earlier this year, Rob O'Brien, the CEO and CSO of Super Research and Development in Kelowna, shared his own independent testing results online from 46 different cannabis products he purchased from BC Cannabis Stores. He says the result of his tests show significant variations in the cannabis flower he tested compared to what was stated on the label. In some cases, there was more than a 40% difference. In one example, results showed a product labeled at 34% THC to be only 19% with his testing. This past July, Health Canada announced it would launch a new data-gathering program on cannabis markets in Canada that will include sampling and testing of both legal and illegal products currently in the market. Health Canada routinely inspects cannabis facilities and conducts secondary testing on cannabis, but maintains it does not inspect cannabis labs that provide the results used by those cannabis producers. Health Canada's Cannabis Laboratory does the testing, explains Tammy Jarbeau, a senior media relations advisor at Health Canada, in her email to Stratcan. The same laboratory also provides analytical testing for illicit cannabis that Canadian law enforcement agencies have seized. As part of the program, Health Canada's Regulatory Operations and Enforcement Branch, the ROEB, Cannabis Laboratory, will randomly purchase cannabis products from authorized retailers in Canada. Although no data from this program, the Cannabis Data Gathering Program, is yet available, Jarbeau says that summary reports on its findings will be published on an ongoing basis, sharing the results anonymously without reference to the name or brand of the products tested or to the manufacturer of these products. Several provinces have released testing results of illicit products obtained via law enforcement actions. In 2022, Ontario shared a study that showed illicit edibles has significantly less THC than advertised and high levels of pesticides. New Brunswick and British Columbia have also released similar testing results from illicit products. An interesting scope on that, the THC values, of course, varying wildly since legalization first started. I did get a sense of that from my visit out to Jeff at Smoker Farms and a bit of the understanding how some science is helping to increase those THC levels. But it would be really nice to know that what we're seeing on all of our labels is truly accurate, wouldn't it? Well, hopefully we'll get to that point too. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Go to our corner, go to our corner, oh yeah. Go to our corner, please explain this stuff to me. Well, we're doing something different on Cultivar Corner. I have not yet done a replay. I thought in this episode, since we have had a conversation with Jeff and Sherry Aubin of Smoker Farms, and you heard a lot about Master Kush Ultra, it seemed kind of appropriate that I replay the Cultivar Corner of Master Kush Ultra. This originally aired on episode 82 in 2021. It's also interesting as we look back to think how things have changed over the last few years. As you'll hear in this episode, we hear some talk about JVCC and BC Black, and when Smoker Farms' Master Kush Ultra first came to market, they were in those little nitrous tins. I hope you enjoy it. And on Cultivar Corner today, we have a local favorite. Well, not actually, like, really, really local, but, but local in the sense that it's some more B- BC Bud. And local in the sense that it's some more product from a company we've talked about before, and that is Joint Venture Cannabis. JointVentureCraftCannabis.com is the website. You go there, you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff being promoted under a brand name called BC Black, a craft legacy built on tradition. And I'm pleased to say that mm, 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 in my hands right now is a tin, one of those uh, nice little tuna tins, uh, so packed with a little bit of nitro to open it up. I've, I've already popped it in, though, so you're not going to hear that. But this is something that I've been uh, kind of excited for. 
This is from some people that we talked with a few episodes back. If you remember, we talked with Sherry and Jeff Hoban. They run Smoker Farms uh, just in the Kettle Valley. And this is their product. They're really excited about it. They are so stoked to have it out in the market. Jeff has been a grower for a number of years. Uh, he has been working with Master Kush for about 15 years, I think. Master Kush Ultra. It's a cross between G13 and OG Kush, a legacy strain that dates back 15 years. Tightly packed buds, and they are very tightly packed. Dark green in color. The nose is woody and peppery with hints of orange or citrus. Yeah, definitely some woody. and I'm getting a bit of a citrus note on that. This indica strain grown hydroponically with food tables and rockwood cubes, each plant fed by a dosatron nutrient delivery system. Its flowers are meticulously trimmed, hung to dry before being hand-finished and packed in nitrogen for optimal freshness. Expect a one-of-a-kind taste and a smoke that is absolutely loaded with THC. So, as we have been speaking of of late, what's the terpene percentage? <laughs> there we go. I'm going to give the terpene percentage first. This is 3.21% on this brand. And there was a bit of a delay in actually getting back with the next part. Unfortunately, I'm in a house that in the wintertime, the furnace comes on sometimes a little more frequently than I would like. <laughs> and it's really noisy because it's just next to the studio. So... I had to stop in the middle of what I was talking about there and now get back on track. So in the interim, you'll be pleased to hear that I took a <laughs> proactive stance and I've already had my joint rolled. The Crafty Plus is already packed and ready to roll, just waiting for the heat up. So now I can spend a bit of time talking a little bit more about the bud. Smoker Farms, uh, great people, Jeff and Sherry. They were actually in the store the other day. Really excited about the fact that Master Kush was going to be available for us. And so let's talk about Master Kush Ultra. The aromas expected to be earthy, sweet, and citrus. Definitely getting some of that. We talked about the chirping percentage already on my batch. It's at 3.21. Website says 3.205. Pretty close. And transcaryophylline, the most prominent, farnesine, and then limonene. In that order, the three most prominent terpenes in Master Kush Ultra. Mm, really a delightful aroma. Ah. If smell is anything, <laughs> Jeff, you've done a good job. Really like the smell. So I also got the Jewelers Loop out to take a good look at the buds, see what kind of trichome feels we have. Now, let's talk about the buds. There's been a lot of, well, there are a lot of people out there that always want really big buds. As you've heard before on the Cannabis Podcast, they don't have to be really big buds as long as they're good buds and they get me stoned. And they have an attractive look. And these do have an attractive look. There is not one massive bud. I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four primary buds. And they're what? Probably all just about a gram. Thereabouts. Let me just toss one onto the, onto my <laughs> scale and throw a few things around while I'm doing it <laughs> just to check out one. And yeah, so there you go. That one's actually one gram exactly. So there's all four grams, and obviously they're not all one gram, or or it would be overweight, and it wasn't. It was right on 3.5. But they're they're really nice-looking buds, and you can tell that there has been some care to how they have been trimmed. 
I'm looking at one, in fact, that, that really shows that there was somebody who really wanted to get this one down to the ultimate part of the bud and has scraped off all of the sugar leaves, virtually none. Even when I look at it through the Judas loop, I'm not seeing a bunch of sugar leaves. Now, I did want to comment on the trichome fields. They seem to be pretty vast in most of the buds that I have taken a peek at, and I always like to do that with some fresh cannabis. Surprised a little bit that there aren't quite as many amber trichomes as I might have expected in a, a Master Kush Ultra, something certainly on the heavy on the indica side. But we'll find out when we smoke it, but there are a lot of trichomes and they are, oh no, there's, okay, this piece has a bit more amber on it. I guess it depends on the bud you're looking at and the particular part of the bud you're looking at. Yeah, there's definitely more amber in, in that mode. They're nice looking buds. So as they say, they are definitely a dark green. Uh, lots of red hairs in there, which is again, pretty typical for cannabis and lovely aroma. And when I did grind them up, there was much more aroma, more of that earthiness uh, that really came out. A little bit of the sweetness, uh, but certainly more of the earthiness when I was in the middle of the grind. So I have my joint prepared. I actually almost lit it while I wasn't recording just because I, out of habit, as soon as I finished rolling a joint, I light it, but I didn't. I held on just for you. So this is something we've been looking forward to. BC Black's Master Kush Ultra crafted by Smoker Farms. And in fact, I'm going to take my first hit out of the vaporizer because I want this to be the full flavor profile. Oh. Now there's definitely some earthiness there. Some of the sweetness is rolling it. A bit of that hint of citrus coming through through the vaporizer. Oh, very pleasant, very smooth. Very, very, very smooth. I like that. THC, have we talked about that yet? I don't think we have. I told you what the terpene percentage of 3.21 was, but the THC on this guy is sitting at 26.2%. <laughs> on the website, they give the range of 23 to 27%. And, and I guess at 26.2, we came out on the high side of that range. Very nice. And the terpenes, clearly there's enough terpenes to give you lots of flavor. Very flavorful in the vaporizer. And I can feel a bit of that high creeping up on me now. Mm, yes. <laughs> There's the happy eyes that I absolutely love. And, and wow, there they are. <laughs> and that's after, what, three hits off the vaporizer, I guess. But is that going to stop me? <laughs> no. It's time we see what the joint does. Let's take a look at the at the final cure of Smoker Farms Master Kush Ultra. Still smooth. Not a harsh smoke through the joint. As I look at that ash build up. Oh, very nice. Just immediately to a nice white ash as soon as that burns. Nice even burn down my joint, which of course I guess is more indicative of whether my roll was good. <laughs> so yeah, my roll was good. Oh, the flavor profile <laughs> through the Crafty Plus is just absolutely divine. 
just enough earthiness to make it <laughs> unique. A sweetness to kind of make you want some more. And just a hint of citrus to let you know that there's a bit of limonene that's hanging around in there. Mmm. And as I said, I don't know, back a couple minutes ago, <laughs> I've lost track of time. The, the happy eyes definitely came on, uh, and they are still there. And moving a little bit into a bit of a body stone for me, which, again, I'm hoping for. I am looking forward to the indica aspects of a Master Kush Ultra. Oh, yes. Just got a bit of a buzz. <laughs> no, I didn't mean a buzz. I, yes, I do have a buzz, but <laughs> I made a rush. <laughs> okay. I may have reached that stone state. And I got here in fairly short order. At 26.3%. So, yeah, definitely the happy eyes are there. <laughs> and and I love that in a good cannabis. Master Kush Ultra, crafted by Smoker Farms. Jeff, master grower, been at it for a lot of years, finally made the transition over into the legal market, has now found a way to get his fabulous cannabis into the hands of consumers like you and I. Jeff, good on you, bud. You did a great job. And Sherry, the support you're giving Jeff to keep Smoker Farms going and build the company. Fabulous job, you two. Happy to be friends with you and happy to be smoking your cannabis. Well done. Let me once again thank you for being a listener. I so appreciate the fact that you are here. I also appreciate the supporters that are out there. And if you would like to support as well, you can do so in a couple of ways. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash cannabis podcast. There, if you feel so inclined and you like what you hear, you're welcome to buy me a doobie. Or you can go to Patreon and you can become a patron. There's a couple of different levels. And you can find the links to all of those in the show page right in the top right. That's it for episode 132 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.